Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is uh, JB. It's uh, it's great to have you. So, first of all, uh, who are you? What do you do? What is your primary passion? Uh, uh, man, my passion is a lot of things. Uh, my family, my community. Um, that's it. <laughs> Music. Yeah. Um, work. You know, I'm passionate about all those things. Uh, I don't know. People always ask me what I do. I do a bunch. I don't, it just depends on the day, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's start with music. This is kind of primarily a music podcast. So, uh, how'd you first get started in music? Um, shit, uh, I don't know. I, you know, the same way everybody else did, I, I probably started, started writing songs when I was elementary, um, like seven years old, started record, recording music in high school, you know, doing talent shows and open mics, freestyle, freestyle battles. Um, and then from there, just, you know, uh, doing shows, booking shows, you know, starting to travel, just the, you know, the just paying dues, same way, you know, paying dues, really. Yeah. Uh, where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? Um, I grew up here in the city. Uh, you know, we moved around a lot. Uh, mostly when we were on the east side, my family, um, mostly on the east side of Oklahoma City. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't, I mean, I grew up probably a regular, um, you know, inner city kid in Oklahoma City, you know, you know, at least the people I was around, uh, we, all of us kind of had the same struggles, you know, a single mom, single parent home, um, you know, struggling, you know, mom working two and three jobs, uh, you know, battling poverty and homelessness and all that stuff, you know, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Is that what kind of drove you to music to just like write stuff, get your thoughts out? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was, was, was that, I guess, um, you know, and really having a, needing a way to express myself, needing a way to tell my story and tell the stories of people around me and things I've seen, you know, and things I experienced, um, and, you know, music was, music was really just the way to do that, you know, and, uh, you know, music really um, kept me going a lot of times, you know, or just writing kept me going a lot of times. Whenever you're a kid, you don't, you're not thinking like, this about to be my way out. I'm, I'm going to do this and make money. Or I'm going to do this and pay, make a living. It's just what you, it's just what we did. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, it was just a part of life. And then as I got older and I guess he uh, realized, you know, this, you know, it, it could be more than just a passion. It can be something you can make a living from. So then you kind of take a different approach with it, I think. But yeah, music was definitely an outlet for me to deal with all that stuff. Yeah. When did it like get real for you? And uh, when did it become like a, this is what I have to do with my life? Uh, there's a, maybe a couple of different, d different times where, you know, I could see, uh, you know, different types of progress, um, you know, even when, even, you know, early on, whenever, you know, I, I remember getting a check for $200 for a show, you know? Um, and, and then I remember throwing a show and, um, and doing a show, doing it, this show, you know, you know, being able to buy like a low use car with that money. I remember, um, what else, you know, uh, doing, doing a show in like LA and, um, somebody, you know, knowing who I was and knowing my music, you know, or, um, you know, Chuck D, you know, knowing my music and tweeting about my music to going on tour, run the jewels and other, you know, artists or being able to tour in Europe and going to Germany and Switzerland and Sweden, or, you know, quitting my job, you know what I'm saying? It's different, you know, many different things that, you know, have happened where you realize, okay, like if I, if I continue, you know, to, um, 
to work hard at this, then it could be something. So it wasn't, I don't think it was just one thing. I think it's just that, you know, over time there's different things and different things that keep you going um, for me. Yeah. I think for for you as an artist though, like it's not enough just to like, you know, get music or make music, get money, whatever. You're always saying something. You're always speaking truth. So I guess like, I don't know for anyone in the music industry for me as well. It's like, how can I still speak my truth while like finding a way to like make it popular or profitable or something like have, have you always kind of had that in mind or was it, has it always just been like, I'm just going to keep it 100. Yeah. I don't even think you, I don't think it's something that you do like where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is what it's going to be. I think it's just, it, it ends up, you know, it's just who I am. And, um, I don't try to be a certain way, you know, I just, it's, it just ends up being who I am and that's what it, you know, that's how it happens. You know, I think with anything, especially music, especially art, you know, it needs to be organic for it to be real. Otherwise, you know, you're just kind of forcing it. And, um, and you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel legit to people. Um, you know, and, and I've just been fortunate enough that, you know, me, me being that way and letting people see, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, and rapping about it and putting it in my music was just uh, something that, you know, um, you know, got me there. I, I don't think, I think for some, it's, all, it's it's probably different for other people. That's why I always try to, you know, people always come to me, you know, how do I do this or how can I, you know, and it's like, man, like there's no, there's no formula. There's no, uh, there's no map, you know what I'm saying? You know, and then I could tell you what I did, but that don't mean it'll work for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think for everybody, it's going to be different. And that's the thing about art and about music is subjective. You know, um, what what I do or what, what I say or how I am or how I act, you know, somebody can do and act the same and, and put out the same the same thing in the same words. And it may not it may not um, come across the same way. So all you, you just got to be you and, um, you know, create in your authentic self. And I think, you know if it if it's if it's real then it'll it'll you know it'll make noise and then, you know it'll pop yeah um and i mean i feel like there's a portion of that that's just luck a portion of that is like just straight up grit like just hard work i mean what's what's some of the hard work that goes into it that people don't really see i mean people i think the, the main thing people don't really see is like you know some people might might catch on at a certain time. Like there are people who who see me and think I just started. You know what I'm saying? Or they see me and feel like, oh man, he he did all this in five years. But you know, really, it's been like you know twenty plus years. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, literally probably twenty years. You know what I mean? Of of all this, and you know, you might have somebody who just started a year ago, and they they want to do or be where I am that took me 20 years. They want to do it in, in one year, you know, which, you know, it's possible if people do it and, and get way beyond, you know, where I am or where I'll ever be in a short amount of time. But, but, you know, uh, oftentimes that's not the case or oftentimes they don't, they don't realize that that's part of the struggle. Like when I said in the beginning, like paying dues, like that's what I really had to do. We don't, we don't live in a, we don't live in a world, like that no more where like especially with hip-hop like when I was like 16 15 like uh trying to get into hip-hop shows and be on shows and and getting open mics at clubs and stuff like there was a time where there were no hip-hop shows in the city you know what I'm saying there were no there were there were no clubs playing rap music you know what I'm saying if it was it was just one night a week or it was like one little room they would give you you know what I'm saying and me being a kid you know I would have to you know 
sneak in or like you know carry my homies crates they like my homie who dj i would have to uh they'd be like they would give me a big crate of records and say just carry these in so i don't i didn't get id you know what i'm saying but that that kind of thing isn't isn't even you know the people have to have to do all that kind of stuff no more like there was a day where um in order to even people to even listen to you you had to be able to like freestyle you had to be able to you know you say you rap okay well bet well you got if you want to do a show you got to battle this dude and if you battle that dude freestyle and you beat him then like you know we'll listen to you get you can get a show or we'll put you on the next joint like now you just you know you sit in your house and put something on soundcloud and you're a rapper you know what i mean so i don't think people realize now you know what it what it really took you know um you know, for, you know what I'm saying, to, to even make it happen or be somebody or get a name or be considered or even get a look or listen, you know, as it is now. Like, you can just text bunch people your song, you know, your link and say, I'm a rapper, you know what I'm saying, or I'm a musician or I'm a songwriter or, you know, I got a band or whatever the case may be. But before, like, it was, you really had to, um, had to put the work in. If you think about, like, even, you know, putting music out, you know, you had to, like, if somebody wanted to buy your music, like, they had to commit to it. They had to, like, get up in the morning, drive to the store, you know what I'm saying, and and get it. You know what I mean? Like, you really had to, you had to commit to, like, wanting that music that bad where you was going to leave your house to get it. Um, you know, now, man, you can lay in your bed and the song will come to your email. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to, you don't got to do nothing, you know, so... um so it's just different, you know, it's a, it's definitely um, a different struggle. I think a lot of times people don't realize like, you know, there's a, there's some, there's some type of struggle or some type of um, fight that we all have to do in order to be where we're at. And, you know, people think it's, you know, they only see on one side of it. So they think, you know, well, how can I do it like that? And it's like, man, I don't know. Cause I, it took me 20 years to get here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So, uh You've seen a lot of the Oklahoma music scene, at least the metro music scene uh, over the years. How do you feel like it's gotten like, do you feel like it's gotten better, worse? Do you think it's I, I think it's kind of a little bit, uh, I don't know, like segmented, like every genre is kind of stuck in its own areas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what's your perspective uh, as far as what you've seen of the, the Oklahoma music scene? Um. Uh, man, you know, I've, I I feel like I the one thing I have seen is I've seen people come and go. You know, um, you know, I've seen people come, seen bands be hot, and you know, huge. I've seen artists be big and huge, and you know, have really big followings, and then the then the next month they they not even around no more. You know, um. You know, I remember, you know, there were times where you, it was like just for, just like local, you know, local shows where, you know, people, it would be lined wrapped around, the, wrapped around the corner for certain groups, a certain bands, a certain rappers, you know, and it's like, um, and then like a year later, they're not even making music no more, you know. Um, so that's one thing that I've seen. Um, but, you know. One thing I, I do know about about the music scene here is that man it's 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 definitely growing and I think the the standard is definitely growing as well. Um, you know, I, there was a time where I remember you can you can listen to somebody's song and people would say, Oh, that sound local or that sound like they from Oklahoma or you know what I'm saying, or you know what I mean? But like now, you know, people are putting out you know, dope music and, um, and, you know, musicians are, are really like, um, professional, you know what I'm saying here now, you know? Um, so the, the music scene is, is, has definitely like, um, grown and just upgraded and, and it's just dope to see everybody, um, you know, really just performing at a, at a industry standard and a high level. So, yeah. Um, who comes to mind? Uh, who comes to mind? Um, let's see. Mm, there's a lot. Um, Bo Jennings, definitely. Um, uh, KO, definitely. Um, I'm just trying to think of 
all the genres. Um yeah. uh Linka. Um who else? Uh, Serafina Bird, um, Nia Monet, um, Brandon Burwell, um, who else? Uh, yeah, man, all of them. Um, it's, it's so many, man. Uh, Josh Lee, um, Blev, um, you know, it's a lot of people, um, that are just, you know what I'm saying, uh, killing it. Um, Wavy Baby. Um, so many, man. I don't know. It's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And kind of some of what you were saying earlier about how, like, you know, there will be bands that are, like, getting a big following or something, just drop off. Like, just life comes at you fast and, like, I mean, especially with bands, like, you know, the, a guitarist or a singer, like gets into something or moves away and then like it's gone or, you know, joins another band. Yeah. 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 And so like a lot of stuff happens. So it takes a lot of dedication to like stick with it and know who you are and do that the entire time. Um, do you feel like that's easier for you as a solo artist, do you think that like, cause I mean, there's, there's like rap groups, there's bands and stuff, but like, it does seem like solo artists, especially nowadays has become the, the norm for people to make their own stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I definitely like being solo. I've, I've, uh, collab with people and, um, and I've I've played in bands and been part of, and been part of bands too, uh, but I think you know uh, being able to do stuff solo kind of gives you a little bit more room of flexibility and more room to collab. You know, um, you know I just um, I just finished two solo, I mean two uh, collaboration EPs, two totally different styles, two totally different, um, you know, artists and probably do try and get with some more people and do another one, you know, but, um, but still, and then when I'm done with those, uh, work on something solo, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, really, uh, and then really just, you know, also working with people allows you to, allows you to bring out, you know, different things, you know, um, you know, in that person and in yourself. So, yeah. Um, for you as someone that's like kind of broken a little bit out of the, the local thing, uh, having toured all over the world and, uh, what does it feel like outside of Oklahoma? Like what is everyone's perceptions of Oklahoma, uh, and, and perceptions of you as an Oklahoma artist? Um, you know, the, the sad thing is, is the perception is that ain't no black people here. They, uh, they think the only black people are the ones that play for OU and for the Thunder. Um, they don't think that we have like, like real hoods here. Um, they feel like they wonder if we living in TPs and, and riding horses, but that's only because that's how, you know, um, we're, we're portrayed, you know what I'm saying? Um, in media and on TV and in, in uh, movies and stuff is like when, when they said, talk about Oklahoma, that's what they show, you know? Um, but I think um, me, you know, uh, it's an opportunity to kind of, you know, share, you know, Oklahoma from my point of view and um, the way I see it and, and, you know, what Oklahoma means to me. And so, uh, you know, I think it helps, um, you know, for those who may not, because a lot of times people don't, people don't know if I'm going somewhere or, you know, they, they're like, where are you from? And I'll be like, OKC. And they'll be like, oh, you from Oakland. And it's like, no, I'm from Oklahoma City. Or I say, or I say OKC and they think I'm saying Oak City or something like that. I remember when I did, I remember when I did Sway in the Morning, they kept, they kept thinking I was from Oakland or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I was like, no, nah, I'm saying Oklahoma City. And then, um, you know, uh, and when they find out, it, even when they find out, it's like, okay, 
you know, because they haven't, they don't really, they, you never really hear like of a Oklahoma city, um, urban, you know, music market. You don't, we don't really have one. Then it's like, okay, it kind of, it really kind of, you know, gives me a chance. Um, and helps me stand out, you know, in a room for if I'm, if I'm doing something with, you know, in New York with a bunch of New York rappers. And it's like, well, they used to New York rappers, but you know, um, an Oklahoma rapper is a little different. So it kind of helps me stand out, you know, um, being from Oklahoma city has definitely, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a plus when it comes to, 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 to that, because, you know, um, you kind of stand out because people aren't used to seeing it and they don't, we don't really, they don't really have an idea of Oklahoma. I had a friend in town from Atlanta, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago and they were, um, they were, they was bugging out that, you know what I'm saying? We had buildings, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, um, but I think, I think also, you know, Oklahoma is, is kind of popping now and people are noticing it and realizing it, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. And especially with like the, the film scene and everything like blowing up. Um, let's a little bit more about, uh, hip hop, like, what what is it about hip hop why do you love hip hop and like you know what really is like what has kept you there for years um i think for sometimes you know um you know people will you can like you might talk to you know a rapper or somebody who does hip hop music and they'll be like well you know, my first hip hop song was this, or, you know, I started listening to hip hop this time, but like for people like me, this is all, this is not like, this isn't something I just, this isn't something that like I like, so I do it. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I learned or I saw, so I'm doing it. it you know, my mom listened to rap music. My dad listened to rap music. It was in our house you know what I'm saying, all the time. So from the time I was born, you know what I'm saying, like, it's it's always been around me. Like, I didn't hear, you know, a song, I didn't hear a, you know, an Eminem song one day and was like, yo, I want to do rap like Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, this is all I've ever known. Like, I don't wake up in the morning and put it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the same way, you know, I the, the same way I talk and, and act. You know what I'm saying? Now it's the same way I talk and act when I'm at Thanksgiving dinner with my family. You know what I'm saying? Uh so it's not like a it's you know, like it's not it's not something that like, you know, I put on and you know what I'm saying, like today I'm hip hop and tomorrow I'm this. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is this is it. You know what I'm saying? This is who I am. This is all of a known. Um and you know, the same with you know my family and my kids like this is this is really who we are and so um that's the reason why like there's no no um way other way to to explain it you know what i'm saying like, like i said i was writing raps learning how to write raps at like seven you know what i'm saying my older uncle he would i remember him rapping with me when i was a kid you know what i'm saying i remember you know freestyling as as a kid you know what i'm saying like before it was cool before you people real before you know it, before there was instagram before it was any of that stuff you know what i'm saying like now you can you can you could tell by a person's name that they get themselves who they influenced by or when they started rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody, somebody might be little this or young that, or uh, you could tell, okay, they must've got influenced around this time. You know what I'm saying? Based when all the Lil's was big or they must got influenced at this time when all the Young's was big. So like now you see people and they, you see rappers in there, um, their names are like, you know, uh, you know, acronyms, you know, three letters and then they name, you know what I'm saying? You say, okay, well, that person must have, they, they started getting influenced whenever it was, you know, uh, when the ASAPs and the, uh, and all, you know what I'm saying? When people start doing that, you know what I'm saying? So it's, they new to it. It's like me, like, like, I've been, you know what I'm saying? There was none of that. Like I was, this is who I am. Like I didn't wake up one day and go, okay, I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? This is, I was, I was doing it before I realized, you know, I could make a living off of it. I was doing it before I realized, you know, I can, 
I could actually do it, do it. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's why it's not like, you know, it's not because, um, because I like, I like the genre. It's not because I wanted to be a rapper. It's not because it's cool. It's not because bitches like it. It's not because, sorry for cussing. I don't know if I'm cussing. Uh, it's not because of none of that, you know, I shouldn't say bitches. I should say women. I'm sorry. <laughs> I be, I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but it's not because of none of that. It's because, uh, because this is all I am and all I know. You know what I mean? I don't know how to say it more plainly, but yeah. Yeah. It's the water you're swimming in. Um, moving to food, pizza, uh, <laughs> tell me about your relationship to food, how it became a deep loving relationship, why you would start a restaurant. <laughs> um, you know, there, so, um, I had, I had signed for that space, uh, a while before the restaurant opened and I, I wasn't sure, like when I first started, you know, like tossing around the idea I wanted to do. I was thinking I would do something that that was music related. Like I was thinking about maybe doing like a record shop, having like a like a record shop with like a small performance space, uh, you know, like a studio uh, in the back, you know what I'm saying, for, you know, recording and things like this, you know what I'm saying? And but in 2018 they closed the grocery store on 23rd street and MLK. Then they tore it down and, um, you know, everybody in my community was saying, you know, how, you know, they shouldn't have did that and we need food. And they took the, they took the grocery store and they, you know, are the, are depriving us of resources and they're depriving us of this. And, you know, it's a food desert and all this stuff. And I was like, and I was like, who is they, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, it, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to operate, you know, waiting for them or they, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I want to do a food restaurant. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to do a food concept. Uh, so that, you know, I could add to my community and I can add to, um, you know, um, so I could give back in a way that, you know, uh, we needed at the time. And what we needed was a good food option over there. And so the only food experience I had my whole life was I worked at Pizza Hut whenever I was in high school. And so, um, but I had tossed around other ideas, but the only food experience I had was, was pizza in high school. And so I said, let's do, I want to do a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you also like made it, it, it couldn't just be pizza, you know, like you made it uniquely you and of the space, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, that was important too, because, um, you know, for one, I wanted something that was cool. We got a bunch of dope pizza restaurants in the city. And so, um, there's, you can't, it's hard to really reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? When, you know, there, every single concept is doing something cool, you know what I mean? And so, um, so I was, I was just, you know, was trying to search for something, something dope. And I came across the black crust. So, you know, and me, I can finesse anything black, you know what I'm saying? I know, um, I know that, you know, especially what I, what I wanted to do and how, how, how I wanted the concept to look even before that, I knew I wanted it to, to be, um, I wanted the, the, the essence of it to be, uh, about black culture and about the history of Oklahoma city, uh, in the black communities in Oklahoma city. And so, um, that's how I came across the black crust. And then just, you know, the inside with, with the design and with the, the, um, the look, I wanted to look like us, you know, I wanted people to walk in and know that this was, um, you know, by black people and, um, and I want people to be able to, you know, learn something at the same time and be educated on the history of Oklahoma City and on the history of black people and the heritage in Oklahoma City, because, you know, there's there's, um, you know, so much gentrification going on around not just around Oklahoma city, but around the world, around the country, you know, if like somebody hit a button and it's just gentrification happening, you know, and so you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, in 10 years, no matter what 
no matter what my street looks like, when you walk inside my restaurant, you could tell that we was there. You know what I'm saying? Um, because there are so many places already that were black. You can't even, there's no trace that we were ever even there. And so I want to make sure that when you walk inside Eastside Pizza House, you know, you know that black people were a big part of this community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to like transition into like community and, and what that means. And I feel like that's kind of something that what you were talking about, like hip hop being who you are and like what it is, like, it's not just the music, but it's also like what it is to the community. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel like you more so than just the music, you are so embedded in the community that it like, that is the whole of it. So like, yeah, I guess, tell me about how you kind of got involved in like community stuff and like politics and everything else. Uh, you know, the community stuff is just really just, you know, understanding that, you know, um, I, I have a voice, you know, um, in the community. I think we all do. Um, and, but some people, you know, some people, you know, are more fortunate enough for their voices to be a little louder. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think, I think for me, if people are listening, I should say something, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, and so, you know, I think, that that's a big part of the community work and organizing work is um is being a voice you know what i'm saying for for those people who oftentimes go unheard um and you know even even with politics i never really i always told myself i don't i don't want to get involved with no politics no politicians um because you know uh, oftentimes especially um Historically, you know, politicians would, um, you know, use us um, to get their goal accomplished or to, to, you know, what I'm saying to to reach, you know, our people. And then when it comes time for our needs being met, we get abandoned. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't want to be somebody who's who's pulling my community um to, you know, get behind somebody who would eventually abandon them. Um, cause you know, no matter what, once they gone, I'm gonna still be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to answer to answer for it, you know? Um, but, uh, recently it's, it's, we, I feel like the, 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 the climate has been so toxic and dangerous and so divisive and people really didn't know which way to go and, you know, and what to do. And so, um, you know, and I knew that there were, there were some people who, um, who are going out of their way to harm, uh, our community, you know what I'm saying? In a real way. And so because of that, I felt like I needed to, um, kind of be more involved and, um, and help to bring people who I felt like, um, wanted to do the right thing or had our community in, in mind, um, you know, you know, give them a platform to, um, to share, you know, um, their ideas and share their, um, you know, their vision for whatever, whatever, um, political field or, 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 um, or agenda they had because there are people who are actively trying to harm, harm us, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, that's the reason why, you know, with the politics, I think. And then also, you know, I got I, I have people who who are um, who have been, you know, hurt and targeted by politicians. You know what I'm saying? Like Julius Jones and his family. You know, I feel like, um, you know, what what our current governor did to his family and and did to him this time last year uh was horrible you know and so uh for that reason it's important that you know um uh, i speak i speak up and and um lend my voice uh you know to that cause um but yeah um you know i just think that we all have a we all have a um a responsibility you know oftentimes people sit people talk about change and people talk about things being messed up 
but we just sitting around waiting for somebody else to fix it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm not like that, you know, or we just, we talk about all these things and we don't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Or especially musicians and, and all these rappers and singers and people, they'll make, they'll make songs and videos about marches and protests and, and rallies, but they don't ever be at the real ones. You know what I'm saying? You don't never see them at a real, at a real march and a real rally. They ain't not there when somebody getting shot by the police. They not there when, you you know what I'm saying? Somebody about to get killed on death row. You know what I mean? And so um, I don't want to be, you know, some rapper who just, you know, you see, I got a, I got a song in a video about, you know, um, George Floyd. You know what I mean? But really, you know, when I, I got my fist in the air on the video wearing all black. But really, whenever this shit's going down here in Oklahoma City and people people getting, you know, we, we in the streets protesting and marching. I'm at home, you know what I'm saying, not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to be like that. So, you know, I, I need to be, um, you know, really out there with the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Lastly, on this front, uh, what advice do you have for people that are wanting to do music? <laughs> I think, man, uh, you know, just, just, you know, never give up, you know, uh, and in your music, you know, uh, be honest tell a real story, you know, uh, connect with people the way you want musicians to connect with you. Um, you know, you know, that's the, that's the only advice I really have. Um, you know, I think music is, is art, so it's subjective, you know, but I think, you know, a lot of times we think it's all about the talent. We think it's all about, you know, how good a song is or, you know, uh, how cool we look or, you know what I'm saying? Looking the part, you know, but really it's, it's bigger than that. You know, we see, we know because we see people with no talent blowing up all the time. You know what I'm saying? And people who, who don't look cool blowing up all the time. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really more than that. You know, I, I have uh, people who like, man, he got the look. He got, it's like, man, you think this about a look, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Or if, if that's why you trying to rap, cause you think you got a look, then you, you know what I'm saying? You, you already, you know what I'm saying? Starting off on the wrong foot, but you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a combination of all those things. And so, and the most, uh, and, and really the biggest percentage of those is probably, you know, working, you know what I mean? Um, you know, really working hard at this. So, yeah. Uh, switching gears into the, uh, questions that make bit depth, bit depth. Uh, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? The role, role of spirituality, religion is really just to, um, you know, be a filter for, you know, my behavior, the things I say, the things I do, uh, and to, to help center me and keep me focused. You know, that's what I use uh, spirituality and religion for. Um, you know, um, you know, the, the, my faith is really what what um, is what keeps me going, you know, a lot of the time whenever I want to give up you know um so yeah um what forms of spirituality did you grow up with uh you know my faith is probably you know more christian um than anything you know um you know although i i don't know if i'm a, I, i'm what you would consider a the the um the like a normal Christian, you know, I think especially today, like, you know, Christianity's kind of been warped, um, you know, and having faith in God and Jesus is being warped um into something into something totally different than I feel like um you know, what it's meant to be to people. Um, there are some Christians, especially, you know, the ones that claim to be the most righteous that, you know, treat me like my, my skin is a sin. You know what I'm saying? Like being black is a sin. So, um, you know, I don't, I try to, to not let those, um, not let, let those things, um, you know, 
deter my faith and what I believe and my connection with, with God, you know, because I know that they're, that they're men, they're human and they have flaws. But I think that a lot of those, a lot of those, um, those ways and those views and how people are acting, how people use Christianity to hurt people. I think a lot of those things are, are why people turn away from church and turn away from Christianity because so often it's used to hurt people. Yeah. Um, and so through that, I mean, like you, you've talked a lot about history and the effects that like has on our community and stuff like that. And the, sort of the Christianity role in that and history and all that is like, how do you, or I guess, how have you come to terms with like the colonizer version of the religion versus making it your own and not, uh, colonized yeah <laughs> yeah i i think for me it's just understanding that i have a it's about me personally you know um you know and not nobody else can define it for me you know only i can you know um uh i'll be i'll be I, i'll be you know i'm accountable accountable to myself in eternity and to god in eternity and not anybody else and so um i can't allow people's you know, BS and, um, and they're warped and, you know, and in a lot of ways, um, you know, evil doctrines, uh, to, to really, um, define, you know, my faith, because if I did, then, you know, like I said, they, uh, you know, they make, they make us make us feel like being black is a sin. So if I did, then I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm damned anyways, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but I know that's not the case. And so, um, I just, you know, can allow that to, to really define, you know, my faith or, you know, how I live my life. Yeah. What is your definition of God? Um, you know, my definition of, of God is love. Uh, I know that sound hella cliche, but what I mean is, is that, you know, that if I think about a world that doesn't have love like in it, I think of like the most, the, the most, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, of a movie or a show, um, like, like imagine like, um, purge mixed with the walking dead you know what i'm saying you know what i mean like if there's no love you know what i mean and so the fact that that there there is love lets me know that god is real you know what i'm saying and um and you know i've i've tried a lot of things in my life and the and every, every time i've tried love is always work you know what i'm saying when communicating with people or trying to relate to people you know if i if i communicate and relate and love it's never not work you know what i'm saying and i think that we live in a world where there's two opposing wills you know and all good will and all bad will you know and they're constantly uh fighting each other and so um you know we have a choice uh to respond and love, you know what I'm saying? And, um, be on the side of, of good or, you know, respond in the opposite and be on the side of, of bad. And so, um, for those reasons, I feel like, you know, um, you know, God is real and, and that's just how, you know, I define him is that, is that, you know, there's some form of love, um, here, you know, on earth or else, you know, we be calling each other every day. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens when we die? Um, I think that, you know, I used to think whenever we die, you know, we go to heaven or we go to hell. I think that's, I think that's true, but I don't think in the sense that I don't think of it in the sense, you know, that we often hear about. I think that we just, you know, we no longer exist. And I think that, um, you know, um, we're just, we're just gone, you know, and we're in a, we're in a space where there's, you know, there's no pain, there's no hurt. And, um, and we're just, you know, 
you know, we're just living an eternity, you know, um, you know, I don't, I know people always say like, I'm going to see them when I get to heaven or this and that. I don't think, I don't think that spiritually, you know, uh, we don't like, that's how we identify each other in the flesh. So I don't think spiritually, if I'm, if I'm in spirit, that that don't matter that, that you was my, cousin or you was my brother you know you might we might be there but I don't think I think we're gonna all be family you know what I'm saying um spiritually and you know um those connections we had in in the flesh on earth won't matter um you know so that's what I think yeah something beyond um what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future um that's a that's a hard question because um some of these people man like they're they it's just the like death and destruction it's just in their dna you know it's in their nature to be you know uh to be corrupt and um and fight and war and hurt people and stuff like that you know um but I say that knowing that I just said that that love exists in this world. So, um, you know, I think ultimately um, love will win and God will win. But I think that it's we're going to go through some, you know, some rough times and some hard times because there are just some people who um, who they can't help but be, um, you know, brutal and and uh, and hurtful and you know, all of that and destructive. It's in their nature and it's, it's in their DNA to be a destructive person. Sure. Sure. What makes you optimistic about our future? Uh, my children and, uh, you know, kids around me that I see, you know, I work with kids all the time. Um, you know, that makes me optimistic. I see, you know, um, you know, to I just see the 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 hope and you know, and I there's I just I just don't feel like you know, um, I just don't feel like, especially considering where we are now, I feel like there are these there's not all but but a lot of kids are seeing you know things like for instance me growing up I grew up a certain way I seen a bunch of you know stuff happen I witnessed a bunch of bad things uh in my life and it made me who I am you know what I'm saying the sense that like it made me not want to go through those things or have my kids um you know go through those, some of those same things so I think because of that we're seeing kids we're, we're seeing kids and young people see the same thing and in return, they'll want the opposite, you know what I'm saying, for their, for themselves and for their future. So uh, that's what makes me optimistic. Yeah. What makes you content? Um, you know, just, just knowing that, you know, I've done my best, you know, I've tried and I never gave up. Yeah. When will you be satisfied? Um, man, I think whenever, if whenever I die, I'll be satisfied. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like no matter, even if I die today, like, you know, I will, like, I'm not satisfied until I'm finished. You know what I'm saying? So if I go today, if I walk out to the house and I'm gone, then I know I was finished. I did everything I was supposed to do. And whatever legacy I left, whatever, whatever I did, you know what I'm saying? Um, the 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 mark that was made, the imprint that I left, um, you know, um, it was what it was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? And it'll it'll do what it was supposed to do. Um, and so you know, at that day, that's when I'll be satisfied. You know what I mean? Beautiful. What advice do you have for people in general? Um, man, just, you know, you know, love each other. You know, there's always, um, there's always, you know, another side to a story. There's always, to a story, there's always uh, another point of view. Um, and you're not always right. And sometimes you'll be wrong and, you know, um, 
you know, just because you don't understand it doesn't make it not doesn't make it not my reality. You know what I'm saying? Just because you never experienced it doesn't make it, you know, not true. And so um, it's important that we remember those things. Yeah. Lastly, potentially most importantly, cake or pie? Cake. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. Uh, well, what's the cake that comes to mind? Oh, man, it's a lot of cakes. Because um, I, I love cake. Uh, so I like chocolate cake. My favorite cake in the city is probably the chocolate mousse cake, the La Baguette. Uh, Broadway 10 has a good chocolate cake too. Um, I like cheesecakes. Um, I like all cakes, man. Cake, cake, cake. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. None with coconut though. Any cake don't have coconut in it? I'm good. <laughs> JB, thank you so much for doing this with me. No doubt. Thank you, brother. Uh, where can people find you and your things? Uh, everything is at my name is JB and is M-Y-N-A-M-E-I-S-J-A-B-E-E. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, for real. Uh, I was really excited for this. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones. And my name is JB. Here is Indulgence by JB, Conductor Williams, and Boldy James. Conductor, conductor, conductor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take the good with the bad and let the pot mix. I know I should want the bad, cause that's a profit. I know the ledge in my pockets, that's an option. So prophetic, the prophecy so kinetic. So connected, it's a blessing. Every second's a lesson, I progress every second. If it's weapons or regression, that's impressive. Feeling less with every message. I confess my obsession is these holes and possessions. Money over discretion, a 20 over oppression, a bougie hoe in my section. Plenty of them in heaven and in hell too. A man is what he hides and not the shit he tells you. Here today, gone tomorrow, trying to borrow time. I put my heart and my soul in, that's how I lost my mind. Holy I bleed them bricks for scratch, I gotta get those scribbles, I need every red cent. Every cotton picking nickel made a pretty penny. Niggas dropping dimes, carry kettles. Bosky got the nine and the chisel, no nursery rhyme. Put your mind up, get riddled, and it ain't no secret that I ride for my niggas. Gun ho with them cannons, so all that mumbo jumbo you mumble, you can can it. If you ain't got a ticket, quit selling whoops, get your bag up. That little cush don't add up when you know real rich niggas be fucking with the boy. And them pills quick flipping, all my money getting niggas in a honeycomb, chilling with the villains. Sitting a hundred balls, willing and dealing, this ain't a ball of honeycombs, twisting and spinning. In this draw for this jelly roll. Can't get a car like this from selling balls Triple gold, one four four Triple gold, one four four You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com I make music and produce audio The music you're hearing now is music I made You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album, so if you'd like to hear that at some point, I'm so close, I promise. There are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to these things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. It means a lot to me to hear what you have to say about it, and you're helping me without having to spend a single cent on me. I want to help the world have deeper conversations, so thank you for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong. 